Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the fall of 1987, four men find themselves reunited with childhood friends for the first time in ten years. They are drawn together by the mysterious death of a mentor they all cared for together as children. World of Darkness, The Ultimate Evil is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game that takes place in Bismarck, North Dakota and is inspired by the satanic panic of the 1980s. Remembrance is the first story arc that follows Alex, played by Adam B., Wayne, played by Adam C., Che, played by Andrew, and Michael, played by Slavic, as they discover the mysteries that surround them in their hometown. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Michael Gray, you open the door and you see the scene that I described that uh, that that lies before you in the bathroom. Holy! Oh shit! Guys, we might have a problem here. And you know, I go to check his vitals and everything, make sure he's. I'm gonna yeah. start walking up the hallway uh, towards where Michael is to see what's going on. What about you, Alex? I'll follow, and I'll call out, what do you mean a problem? He, he, and, you know, I'll describe the scene, how he slit his uh, arms, I guess. His wrist, yeah. Uh, wrist. As, you guys are walk- as you guys are walking down the hallway, you can hear Michael's voice coming from within the bathroom, because he stepped in there, and he's starting to, like, step back down, because he just checked. Yeah, I'll vitals. probably shout on them to call 911, or Chris, or right. call 911. And as you guys are, you hear him shout, call 911. As you're going down the hallway, there's like this, like kind of like an orange colored rug that is going down there. And, and you see like there's like this floral wall pa- wallpaper pattern on the hallway. The door to the bathroom is on the left, but you see straight ahead that there's like an open bedroom door. It looks like that would be like the main bedroom, but you can kind of see like the corner of a desk. Like he might have had a desk in the, in the, in the bedroom there. But then you hear Michael say about calling 911. So go ahead, the scenes on you guys. Um, I'm going to keep walking towards the bathroom almost in like disbelief of like what Michael is saying. And uh, as soon as I would see you know, something. You, you might want to, you know, it's not pretty in there. You might want to go. You know what? Uh, go make everyone some tea or coffee or something. As he says that, you see he's standing there, and you could tell, like, in your shock a little bit, because you're a little, like, you have this weird feeling of displacement in a way, and as he's talking to you, you're, you could tell that, like, Michael's trying to, like, get you to focus on him, what he's trying to, like, the instructions he's giving you, but you see as you glance down by his feet, because he's standing on the carpet, you see, like, the little, you know how, like, into rooms they have, like, little runners that go along the carpet, you know, like, underneath the door to where you open it, and you can see, like, some blood has like like there might be just the house shifted just a tiny bit to where some of the blood riveted down there and is collecting along the base of that you know and th- that's what you see uh go ahead scenes on you uh the sight of that would definitely make me feel a bit nauseous so i immediately turn away um, alex will stop turn around and walk towards the nearest bottle of alcohol is anyone calling 911 I'm gonna I'm gonna run back into the uh, the living room towards the front door and uh, swing the door open as fast as I can. Yell for Che. 
Jay, you gotta come in here, man. Um, upon hearing that, I'll, uh, thinking maybe something, you know, uh, maybe the guy's getting violent or something. I'm, I'm, uh, prepared for, like, a fight, but obviously I'm gonna be a little bit surprised at what I see. Yeah, it's like the cavalry. You come rushing in and, like, thinking that stuff's go down. You see Wayne's face looks a little pale. You see sweat collecting on his brow a little bit along his mustache. And as you see to the, you see the living room to the left that I explained before, but to the right, you see Alex just like digging through like cabinets. He's like just opening cabinets looking for something. And you can see down the hallway, you see Michael standing there behind Michael. You see like an open bedroom door. You know what I mean? That's slightly open. That's at the end of the hall. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I'm just, uh, kind of gonna, I'll close the door. What, what, what happened? What's wrong? <clears throat> well, our, what was his name? Uh, Charlie, Charlie killed himself. What, what, what do you mean he killed himself? Like, he just went, he said he was going to the bathroom, then, you know, he, then I went after him, and I found him dead. What did you say? Slit. What did you guys do? We were just supposed to talk to him, what happened? We did just talk to him, we... I don't know. He started. Uh, I'm gonna call nine one one. Wayne, you explain what happened to Che. Alex, you take care of Wayne and Che, and I'm gonna take care of nine one one. I go to the bathroom yeah, whenever he uh, he goes to call nine one one and right. and look for myself. Okay, so Alex, you find a bottle of wild turkey, like like uh, that's like up in a cupboard there. You find like a little. You can't find any drinky cups, but you find like the little California raisins, like a uh, little like half cups they had then that, you know, that they'd give out like at McDonald's for those of you who remember at that time. They have the paints like chipped off from numerous washings there. Trey, you walk, as you're walking towards the bathroom, you open the door, you see the scene that I described where he's kind of just like slumped against the wall. You see the forgive me written in there and you see just blood is kind of slightly tilted going down towards the door. Um, I do have uh, some first aid knowledge, so I'm going to check and verify that he's, like, gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you're able uh, to verify that. And then just kind of, like, all hope just kind of drains out of him at that moment. Just like, oh, shit. You, you see this, Wayne. You see him kind of, like, step in there, look, and then you see him, like, like step out, kind of looking like he described there, just like he's checked out from what happened. You look over and you see... Alex is just straight chugging from this bottle of wild turkey, blanky as he is, you know, just like looking like, like, like desperately, like this bottle is going to relieve him of his, of, of what's going on around him. And you see Michael picking up this phone that's, you know, the one, the wall phones that come out and he's picking it. And he's like, you can see him dialing 911 and making the call. So I'm going to jump to Michael real quick. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, hello, this is Michael Gray. I like to report, uh, suicide. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, yes, let's see here. Uh, let me verify your address. Uh, and then she reads off the address to the New Rockford house to you. Uh, is this your address? Street 1336, New Rockford, North Dakota. Yep, that's where I'm at. Uh, the owner of this house has killed himself. Did you just find him like this at his house, or, or, or did or... Uh, no, we were interviewing him for a reporter from Trey Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm from Bismarck PD, so uh, I'll probably be the one to talk to you guys. It'll be easier because my uh, 
well, my colleagues, they're a bit, uh, you know, it's not easy the first time you see a body. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Okay. Uh, Wilson, right now, uh, we have, hold on one second, please. And you hear like radio call in the background. Yep. We, we've confirmed the, uh, New Rockford County, uh, one of the deputies is going to be showing up on site along with the paramedics. They should be there. Uh, they're saying in about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. We'll be right here. All right. Thank you. And, uh, she hangs up the phone. You still see out uh, right now, uh, scenes on you guys. Go ahead. Che is just kind of, uh, in disbelief, like, what? What did he say? What, what happened? Let me get Wayne, because Wayne, you're facing Che right now. Like, Che's, like, back is towards that bedroom. You're, you're, you're talking to Chain right now. Let me get, let me get a wits and composure, uh, composure roll from you, please, Wayne. Have one success. You're, as you're sitting there in Che, you can see Che's shocked. You're looking past him, right? A little bit. Not like you're looking, you're obviously concerned, obviously. You know what I mean? But you catch as you see in this open door, you kind of see like a skyline view, like a sky of like, it looks like an aerial map that's like tacked on the wall. Like you catch a corner of it along the, uh, on top of the desk there. Okay. It's, Scenes on you guys again. Go ahead. Aerial map? Yeah, like an aerial map. You ever see like aerial map, like a terrain map where it's like, take, okay. they basically have like where planes will fly over and take like shots of like, you know what I mean? Of landscape and stuff like that from above to and and help. Do I know, that. do I know what area it is? No, you can't tell. You just you just see that there's one on the wall there. Uh, almost like in a, a an attempt to not like face what's going on, I'm just gonna say like, "Hey, man, look at that," and like point to the map. Um, it's behind Shay, you said, right? And um, also at this point, I'm just and uh, also at this point, I'm just totally freaked out. Um, Wayne's brother had had committed suicide, so this is kind of just like a. Weird experience to confront again, and it's almost just like a don't really want to face it, rather just not accept it or something. So I'm just kind of like looking at the map, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, you can like, are you gonna walk in the room? Because like, imagine yeah, standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you see Che, and um, you probably catch this, Michael. Is I take it Alex is still chugging from the uh, from the bottle. He'll finish after a minute. So we'll say that Michael and Alex is. <laughs> still in the kitchen right now. Che, you see Wayne walking past you like he's going into the room kind of like in a – he doesn't even look towards the bathroom at all. Like, you know, he just walks past, and he goes in there. I am going to have you roll, Wayne. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two. First, you find that it's a three-foot by – or it's a three-foot by three-foot aerial map of what you imagine to be the Welkstetter Ranch on, like, the 30,000 acres that surround it. And you see there's, like, little, like, red circles that are randomly across it, about, like, 20 of them. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe he was trying to locate something on the map or trying to, you know what I mean? Like, do some kind of investigation on the map. But, but, but before we even do that, let me describe the room. I kind of failed you there. You walk into the room. You see there's a desk pushed against the wall. And you see stacks of paper on the desk. You see, like, a lamp on there. You see a typewriter on there. You see uh, that, that, that aerial photo that I told you about that's kind of, like, above the desk, you see like a really old, like, like, um, dining room table chair. Like he doesn't even have a desk chair that he sits in there. You look to the left, you see like this bed. It looks like it's just like a twin bed. It has some, it's not even made. Uh, you see like an old dresser that looks like it was bought like at a thrift store. 
you know, it has like the, the, when the knobs has fallen off, there's no like pictures or decoration here at all. You just see like the bare necessities for this man to, to kind of sleep in there. Okay. To go back what you found. So the first thing is you found that the second thing is, so you're looking through this stuff, all this paperwork, a lot of this is random scribblings and stuff like that. And you find kind of like a manila envelope that looks like it. you're like, Oh, it sticks out differently. Cause it's a manila envelope, you know, and you pull it out and it looks like there's like a three or four page letter that's written like on a really nice, like eggshell stock. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, like a, like a high class kind of paper, a good quality paper, uh, and it has really nice, intricate, like curse up of someone who's like well educated. Looks like it was almost written by like a one of those what do you call those ink blot pens with the really nice fine tip pens. And you see as you're looking around, you basically take take away that's a correspondence between Charles and a man named Hardly Ellsworth, who's basically writing about business deals that his brother may have been involved in where basically he's trying to find out like where his brother lost his money. You know what I mean? Like what bad deals he made. And he knows that, that his brother worked with this Harley Ellsworth guy in Minneapolis on, on, on different real estate deals throughout the North Dakota and Minnesota uh, region there. So, and that's what you find right there. Now, if someone wants to look else wants to look in there, they can go ahead or roll or what, whatnot. So. So at this point, um, I'm assuming it, well, Michael's done talking on the phone, so I'm gonna definitely wanna call him over to, uh, check this stuff out. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. What do you got there, Wayne? Come check out this map. Found some stuff on his desk. Okay. So, you know, I walk in. So when he comes in, I'll, I'll show him the, uh, the, uh, folder with the letter. And I'll also just kind of like, like raise my finger to point to the uh, aerial map with the, you know, all the red dots and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll say, uh, so, what do you think he was? What do you think he was tracking there? I know, must maybe maybe a cache with something. Or... Should we show this to the police when they get here? Well, I'm sure they'll find it on their own. So, I mean, we can. It's, it doesn't really matter one way or another. All right. If any of you guys want to look through the room yourselves, yeah, but let me know. We should probably keep the we should probably keep the envelope while they're doing that. While they're there, showing each other this map and everything. Uh, Kay's gonna walk over to Alex and just be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I'll be fine. That's just that is just a little fucked up. I look down at the bottle that you have and kind of put, put my hand out. Yeah, yeah, take some. Michael, uh, I need you to roll a wits plus investigation. At least get three successes. I will give you. You got fifteen uh, minutes. I will give you two rolls to make three successes, okay? I'll pop a willpower point. First roll this. <laughs> First roll one success. All right. Uh, second roll. <clears throat> oh. Oh, you got okay. it. Roll that 10. Oh, yeah. you really got it. Yeah. So you're digging through this stuff. You're looking around and you're thinking to yourself, shit, man. Like, it almost feels weird because you're on the opposite end of the law in a weird way. You know what I mean? You're looking before yeah. the cops get there. But you're feeling like this is greater than the law at this moment, what you're doing. You know what I mean? And so you're looking and you're looking. And you open up drawers. And as, as you open up a drawer, you're, you're pushing through his, sh- 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 his like undershirts and underwear. And you see this this envelope there. And it doesn't have like anything written on the front, but you open up the envelope and you're like, you know what I mean? You're really down on the clock. You're looking and you breeze through it and you realize that it's a suicide note that was written. Like, like it basically says if you, if someone finds this, it means I've decided to finally take my life because I couldn't live with what I did 
Christina was the one thing that I had that can make me the man that I could potentially be. And she's been gone from me and living hasn't been the same without her. I want to confess though in my letter that it was me who ran my brother off the road, you know, in 1986 uh, during that winter, I wanted to kill myself too, along with him. And I thought that the accident would take my life also, but as fate would have it, I remained un uninjured and my brother's life was taken. I still do not find any satisfaction in his death, and, and that's very well why you may find this. I want this to be a testament to be known that everything that belongs to the Welkstetter family that may be under my name shall go to to my brother's ex-wife, whose name is Mar Miranda Welkstetter. Please count this as a legal and binding document, uh, and it says sincerely and it signs his name on there, even though it's not been notarized or anything like that, but it has his signature on there, so... When when Michael's in there and reading that, you're in the room, Wayne, Che, and Alex, you hear, like, the crunch of gravel as a car is uh, pulling up, and uh, you kind of hear a car door open and close. Hey, guys, I see the cops are here. Yeah, I go straight to the door and open it, look outside. You see a cop coming out of his car. He has a he, He's uh, getting out of this, like, uh, old Buick, you know what I mean, sheriff's car that has new Rockford County. Sheriff's Department, like, painted on the side of the door. It's white. Uh, you see him get out. He has, like, dark brown trousers, a dark brown uh, shirt tucked in. The trousers have, like, a yellow stripe down the side. You see he has kind of, like, a, a black, black loafers on underneath that are highly shined. He has a hat, like, a brimmed hat that has, like, a little emblem and a yellow tassel that's around, the, you know what I mean, the top of the brim that's in the back there. He has a tan jacket on that has brown fur lining that also has, like, the new Rockford Sheriff's Department. He looks like maybe he might be, like, 26, 27. He kind of has a he's, – he's skinny, but he still kind of has a little beer gut that you see is starting to be formed from the long hours and not doing too much when it comes to uh, uh, athletics being a, a deputy. And you kind of see he has, like, this, like, looking around the house, but he doesn't – have a look, especially Alex, that you're used to when you see through there of like cops, you know what I mean? Like he kind of seems out of his element. He comes walking forward and he's taken aback at first seeing you standing there, Che, with being how big you are and, and being especially a Native American. They don't have too many Native Americans who live in the town here. And you see him for a second, he instinctively like reaches back towards his, his service revolver, but then he like thinks better of it, you know what I mean? He puts his hand back to his side and he's like, uh, hello, friend. I, I, I got a call here. Uh, I got a report that uh, someone took their life here, and you can kind of see he's trying to look behind you, Che, as you're standing at the door. Yeah. I held the door open for him and uh, just kind of like, yeah, inside. And he kind of walks past, and you kind of see he seems uneasy because you, you tower over him a little bit. He's about five foot six, five foot seven. You see him kind of look around before he steps any further, and he catches eye, he catches eye contact with you, Alex, and he kind of like, stands a little bit and he nods towards you and he looks down the hallway i take it you're walking out of the bedroom there michael uh yeah 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 uh i'll probably wave him over and deputy i was he the one who called. so i was just gonna say as the cop walks in alex pulls out a cigarette and lights it he <laughs> uh walks past you guys he looks at you wayne kind of like you know what i mean just kind of with a raised eyebrow you know because he doesn't see long hairs too much in his town and then he goes up to michael and he's like so uh I, I got a call here that that there might be a that there might be a suicide, and I was told that you work for Bismarck PD over there. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I was just here uh, doing doing a side job for a reporter, uh, you know. And uh, we talked to this guy, and he was 
I guess it was emotionally draining on him. And, well, he went to the bathroom and he opted himself. I'm going to step aside to let the officers talk. Uh, I'm going to go up with wherever uh, Alex and Shay are at right now and just stand and smoke with them. So, well, where, where, where's the DB? Yeah, you know, so, you know, just brace yourself. It's it's pretty bad. And he, he, open, he sees you motion towards the bathroom door. He opens the door and he, like, steps back right away. And he kind of, like, turns and, like, kind of sidesteps the door and just leans against the wall for a second and looks at you. And you're like, golly, that is bad. Holy shit. Yeah. I've never did. I Holy checked shit. as soon as I could. And you kind of, like, see he, like, leans against the door and he kind of, like, turns and looks. And he's like, holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, God damn it. The, the deputy, he's on he's on vacation. I'm the big man. Holy shit. And he's like, uh, okay, have, have all your friends go outside, okay? The ambulance is about to be here. I, I think I got to tape this off and everything. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to call the stadies. I'm going to have to call the stadies. And you see him, like, kind of walk out the door. And he's like, everyone outside, everyone outside. And he kind of, like, waving his hands. And you see he kind of looks. Ushers us out. What's that? Yeah. It just ushers yeah, us out. Yeah, you can tell he looks kind of like just as panicked as you guys. Some of you were. As you guys are. You'll probably want to take our statements. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he, and he, and he, as the ambulance rolls. Alex will grab the bottle of booze as he walks out. He, he, he motions you guys all outside and you see an ambulance come rolling up and you see kind of like this, uh, obese lady that kind of has like shorter cut brown hair kind of get out of the driver's seat and along with this kind of like, Older guy looks to be in his sixties, kind of like has the hunchback, real kind of scrawny, and they're both wearing what looks to be like uniforms that ambulance drivers would wear. And uh, he's like, "Holy shit, Marge!" He's like, "There's a," and you see him walking. He walks towards him, and then he starts whispering amongst them. And, and you see kind of their eyes open up, except for the skinny one. He's just kind of standing there, kicking rocks. And then you see them go back, and they pull out a gurney, and they start going in the house. And he turns around, and he towards walks towards you four, and he you see him. He, Get, goes in his car first and he pulls this like metal clipboard thing that's like an inch thick and he lifts the top of it and he like pulls out these four statements, statement forms and he, then he closes the thing and he clips them on top and he, mo- he motions towards you four. All right. He walks towards you four and he sees one of you guys smoking a cigarette and he's like, Oh, before we start, can I get one of those from you? Whoever has them? Alex will pass him a cigarette. You see him sit there and he lights us. Holy shit, I told my wife that I would quit this. She keeps telling me that this is, this is bad for me, but god damn, jeez. Okay, so, uh, 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 my name is Michael. I just wanted to say hello. Uh, uh, I need to take your guys' statement, okay? Uh, wait. I'm Officer Briggs. That's my name, Officer Briggs. Um, first, uh, you see him shaking. Who's chemical? Uh, I'll go with you and he points to you, Michael. Uh, okay. Uh, your name, what's your name again? Michael, Michael, yeah, we have the same name. What's your last name? It's it's Gray. So you uh, are working like as a side job with these guys because they are interviewing for him. Which one of you guys is the reporter? Oh, no, the reporter is, he's from New York. He's this big shot that, you know, he he doesn't have the time to look into all, all these small, <laughs> small leads. And so he basically hired us to talk to people and investigate for him. Oh, he's one of those big city slicker types. Think they're too good to come yeah. up here. Fuck him. Exactly. So, so you're but sitting he pays here. Good, you know, so. Well, that's good. But he sends you here to talk to this guy here, this fella here. And and as you guys are talking to him, who's in there talking to him? Are all four of you in there talking to him? 
so yeah, I'll tell him that Alex was talking to two of us were basically making notes and Che was outside. Oh, uh, so what was the story you're interviewing him about? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell him all about the Walkstetter family, how the Walkstars are these sort of rich folk and, uh, wait, 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 wait. I guess I'll tell him all about the book and how uh, this guy was supposed to be connected to, to to the satanic cult or something. It was really off the deep end and that, you know, we're doing it for the money. We don't really believe it. And he, like, raises the eyebrow. Holy shit, these big city slickers. So you're saying basically this reporter fella, he, he wanted to do a story about Satanists and all that shit. I saw that on TV, by the way. I saw that shit. Yeah. It's for real. Like, I think it's really for real. I'm serious. Like, all that heavy metal stuff and everything like that. Like, like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's that bad, but holy shit. So, you're interviewing this guy. I mean, you can look right there as to how bad it is, right? Who so knows? you think Who he's a really one of those gosh darn Satanists? Holy shit. What, what made you think he killed himself? Like, so he just got up and went to the bathroom. And then he slid his wrist, and then you went and found out? Well, based on the conversation we had with the man, I got the impression he was burdened with a lot of guilt. And, uh, about yeah. what? Uh, just about his past, you know? Uh, he had a really bad relationship with his family. Very bad relationship. You know how those rich people get. They, they can't, they don't work, and, you know, so they start bickering among each other. And, no, obviously this fella was on the outs with his family. If he's sitting here living with us up here and yeah. we're in New Rockford and everything. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Christ. Holy shit. You just see the guy smoking a cigarette. He's like, I think I got everything that I need to do here. Here's what's probably going to happen, right? If we need to, uh, if one of the stadies needs to talk to you, uh, they'll probably give you a call, uh, uh, at these numbers that you guys have, you guys have, and you guys gave him whatever. I take it you guys gave him contact information or, or, uh, yeah. Just, you know, when the stadies will contact you if they have troubles, just, uh, holy shit. Well, good luck on your story and everything, gents. I also want to tell him that, uh, you know, after they called me in there, I went in there and I checked his vitals just to make sure, you know, I, I wanted to see if I keep still alive or anything, so. Well, yeah, definitely. I'll write that down. We got the stadies. They're going to be here in about an hour. And, uh, they'll take a look. Good. Thank you. That's a good observation. Thanks for right, uh, letting me know that. And he sits there and he, clicks his pen and he writes it down. He's like, thank you for the cigarette and then, and, uh, uh, safe travels. Uh, back to, you going back to Bismarck over there? To the big oh, city? Oh yeah, probably gonna need a shower after all this. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not surprised whatsoever. <laughs> and he turns around, he walks back to his car. All right, scenes on you guys. Well, this happened. Fuck. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, I don't really feel like, uh, I don't feel like going straight home. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts at the moment. Let's uh, let's go have a drink somewhere. And uh, and I point to the bottle. Don't don't open that in the car. I don't want to get pulled over by one of these assholes. No offense, looking at uh, Michael. I I don't work for. Uh, so I should drink it all now. Let's each take a swig. <laughs> no, you can bring it. Just don't don't uh, open it. Is what I'm saying. I don't want to get pulled over and have some cop being an asshole. All right, I'll keep it on the floor. So are you guys going to go to a small bar here, or are you going to go to, like, Bismarck to a bar, like, drive two hours back and then go to a bar there, or what? 
I say we hit up a local one. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I need I need time to just kind of uh, digest and to uh, maybe ask a few questions, get some filler on like what what y'all actually talked about. Yeah, that's true. We didn't even like tell Che what the conversation was. Even at this point. I mean, you to, to be fair, we could do a scene in a bar then before you guys leave. So that I'm I'm cool with that. So you guys are trying to, you, it's a very, like I described the town already, like this highway just goes straight through the, the town. And on the other side of the town, you see this like small hole in the wall bar that, uh, and right now it's about 11, but you see that there's an open sign, like a neon or a, you know, one of those I little. I do have the bar line merit. I can find bars anywhere. You find this bar easily. Uh, you're driving around you're like, holy shit, this guy's just dr- like drawn to alcohol. And you see that there's this, um, what, what do you call those little neon, like, you know, you turn it on, it says open signs. Uh, that, uh, right there along with like a couple like Paps Blue Ribbon Budweiser little things that are al- along there. And you can see through the window, there's like two pool tables. And then there's just like a bar at the left. It's very small. It's not like the, the main bar, main street bar that you guys, um, uh, usually reside at in Bismarck. So, all right, go ahead. Scenes on you guys. So I guess we'll just go in and, uh, I'll order a round of beers for everybody and just kind of sit down and go over what the hell just happened. This shit keeps getting weirder and weirder, and now it just got, now it just got crazy. I'll pull out the envelope with the will. Oh. You know, pass around, so. You might, you guys might want to check this. And you all okay. see it, we could say you all peruse it and read the letter and everything. Just kind of sit back with like a, like, oh shit, he was, he was gonna do this no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably just, you know, sped it up, but still. And also, this is about running his brother down the road. Oh. What should we do with this murder confession? Do we tell Terry about it? Do we tell the other cops about it? It's, I have no idea. I mean, he's already dead, so what's the point? Well, look, I understand you're a cop. You have to do things yeah. a certain way. But maybe we can make a copy for the reporter. Oh this yeah, is- definitely. I mean, we could. Yeah. Uh, technically, I should report this, but you know, I'm pretty sure those guys there. You've seen the dude. They wouldn't find this in a million years. Yeah. So. Yeah, I believe that. Chase vices greed. So I'm immediately thinking, reporter will like to pay for this. Uh, also, Wayne, just to remind you, you found that, that aerial drawing. Did you take the aerial map or did you leave it there? I think I left it there. Yeah, um, left it there. I was imagining it being kind of big, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you take that envelope or did you leave the envelope there too? Either or it doesn't matter. Just by the way, I don't want you to feel pressured, like you have to choose. Uh, right. <laughs> I you didn't take I mean? it. Honestly, I, I, I didn't even catch that, uh, Michael had taken the, uh, will. Oh, the so. letter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't grab anything now. Yeah, no worries, no yeah. worries, not a big deal. Michael so, probably would have grabbed it though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because he he sees this as uh, you know our own investigation, sort of. So you're saying Michael grabbed the will and grabbed the envelope, or just the will? You're saying? Yeah, probably both. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And then, uh, uh, so that just to remind you, Michael, that will that uh envelope is like a just a letter correspondence between Charles Walkstetter and a guy named Hardly Ellsworth about like his brother's real estate dealings and their relationship and everything. I'll also pull that out and pass it along. And you guys are able to see that all too while you're sitting around the table there. All right. So uh, do you guys have anything else you need to do in this scene or do you want to fast forward driving back to Bismarck? We should or? probably get 
like some place where we can stash our evidence because I don't want this to be at my place or anyone's place because I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Like I could ask my neighbor Bruce. I think he'd be cool with it. Maybe a bus locker. Yeah, some, something along the lines of a bus locker. Yeah, if, if you guys want a bus locker, there's actually a Greyhound station in Bismarck that is around the area of those, that apartment complex that you guys were at, uh, where you guys were interviewing uh, Johnny Vaughn when he was sitting there, like getting drunk and giving kids beers and shit. There's a there's a Greyhound station there where you guys can do that once you get into Bismarck if you want to. That sounds right. good. Yeah. Well, it's you know something for the future. Probably gonna do it in the meantime, in downtime during downtime or something. Plus, I mean, that's a really kind of cool, gritty feel to it. Like using a, a bus, Greyhound locker. You know what I mean to store shit and everything. I just I like. I think that fits into the the storyline of the Ultimate Evil kind of thing. So when you get back to Bismarck, it's like a two hour drive. Uh, it doesn't have that sense now of like adrenaline of coming into discovery it's kind of like you're driving away feeling like you, you you've changed somewhat just from what what you guys have witnessed there are you guys gonna like are you gonna drop everyone che off at their home or or what's the plan there yeah or their cars if that we met somewhere okay. just gotcha. just to make sure that uh you know everybody can get back where they need to go when you get back to your apartment che you see a voice message on your phone hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. <laughs>